Good evening, everybody. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well? Yeah. Awesome. I'm doing great. Good. Welcome to the Castro Files. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. We've got some good stories to talk about tonight. Yeah. Castro's going to... By the way, I don't think we've ever told anybody where we got the name. The Castro <laughs> Files. So, where do we it's get funny. that? That's my maiden name. That's maiden name. So, we just came up with... The Castro file. So I figured I'd throw that in there real quick. Yeah. I don't think we'd have ever explained that. I wrangled you into the paranormal world. Where does the Castro files come from? Yeah. That's middle name now. It's my middle name. Elizabeth Castro Lamontagne. So thank you again for joining us. name ever. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Go out, share, like, subscribe on YouTube if you don't mind. Also, check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a little review out there if you don't mind. Real quick, before we jump into everything, we definitely want to share that we have a little bit of, we have a little store that we can share out some of the kind of cool drawings, cool things that we, you know, shirts, designs, different things like that. So you go out to minorleaguestudios.com and then you'll go into the shop section and you'll see the drop down kind of in there for the Castro files. We've got things from like tumblers, iPhone cases, shirts. Hats, the hat's coffee awesome. Cups. I love the hat. The coffee cup. There's a wine tumbler. I want that tumbler. We need to get. I. We really I should need have. That in my life. We have our own store, but we haven't even got. We haven't we got have the tumbler. Waiting. We yeah. just haven't. We need to get it. Yet. There's some other really great shirts out there that you can go out and check out. So also any of the audio shows that you listen to out here, um, you can find them on the bars open with Beth and Greg. Yes. On any of your places you want to see them. So with that, with the with the business out of the way. Out of Let's jump into this the story. The story. We're My going story. into an alien close encounter week. Yes. For your story yep. tonight. Yep. And then so we post your we'll post yours to, on Sunday night. Right. And then we'll post mine on Tuesday. So right. more to come for mine on the next episode. But go, go ahead. Let's jump All into right. it. So um, this is a story I got uh, off of City Beat. Uh, it was written by Christopher Kemp, and it's a cover story called A Close Encounter with Jack. Black or Jerry Black. Jerry Black. I was Jerry Black. Jack Black. So Jerry Black is looking for UFOs. A sighting has been reported somewhere over rural Blanchester, and as the cool as the cool field grows dark, he monitors the sky expectantly. For Black, maybe tonight will be the night. Perhaps for just an instant, he'll see something unusual moving above the tree line, blotting out the clean, bright stars. More likely, though, like last night and the night before, he'll see nothing. So, um, this gentleman's older, so he's a little bit older, and this article's a little bit older, but it was still a really good article, so I wanted to share. Blanding, soft-spoken, vowels drawn out by living in the country, Black has been investigating UFOs for more than 40 years. He met his wife in 1973 after she claimed she was abducted by aliens. Ah, Together, they've collected thousands of local eyewitness accounts of UFO sightings and other close encounters. So we do have a picture. So usually when you think about like UFO investigators or you called them UFO ufologists, ufologists, yeah. that's what it was. Um, typically like Men in Black, the movie, you right? Know, with uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Will perfect. Smith yeah. and uh, the little taser thing in front yeah. of your eyes. Yeah. Um, so taser? that's t- I don't know if that's the right word. Oh, taser, laser, <laughs> they make blinky you light. Um, so that's typically what you think of. This gentleman um, looks nothing like that. He's very unsuspecting. Yeah. Um, He's like an average kind of grandfatherish yes. looking guy. Yes, yeah. exactly. And there's a picture. We have a picture of him as well. Yep. Um, so I'm in the business of researching scientifically and objectively. 
uh, UFOs, says Black. Matter of factly, I just wish I had an answer for you people. What do you mean, you people? I wish I could tell you that UFOs are, you know, nothing to worry about. But they frighten a lot of people. They scare a lot of us. Even so, says Black, there isn't a shred of evidence that UFOs are extraterrestrial, that they've ever landed on Earth, or that an alien have abducted people. In 92% of cases, UFOs reported by rattle eyewitnesses turn out to be aircraft, mistaken celestial bodies, and other natural phenomenon or elaborate hoaxes, he says. Maybe even balloons. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but that still leaves 8%, and it's those remaining cases, the ones that cannot be explained easily, that most interest Jerry Black. For four decades, he's tried to expose the hoaxes, the false claims, and the lackluster investigating and focus on the cases that, even though through investigation, cannot be explained. The industry has kind of gone to pot, said 61-year-old Black. It seems like everybody out there is more interested in money than telling the truth about UFOs. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, think about how many... It's become a big industry. Like, think about how many TV shows are on right now. Exactly. I love them. I I love them all. I do too. But, you know... Um, Something's out there, something's there. Uh, the acronym UFO, as we most of us know, stands for Unidentified Flying Objects, Black says. And whatever their origin, there have been enough sightings of strange objects in the sky to take them seriously and investigate them properly. There is something out there, he says. You can believe what you want to believe, but there's something out there. And plenty of people agree. To get some idea of the numbers of UFO witnesses reported logged last year, one need no, look no further than the recent published the UFO evidence by R- Richard H. Hall. Included is an extensive and chronological collection of UFO reports from 1952 to 1995. It's all there. Luminous objects outpacing airplanes, scorched landing sites and mutilated livestock, cone-shaped bearing objects, cigar-shaped, Global balls, spheres, silver-suited beings, stocky humanoids with grayish skin, alien abduction, abrupt weight loss, burned skin, and amnesia. amnesia. Secret de- desert rendezvous, government cover-ups, and conspiracies and inter- in, uh, interrogations. Nice. So they're all there. All of these accounts date back to 1952. Okay. The story really began five years earlier on July 3rd, 1947, when something strange happened in the arid scrubland near Roswell, New Mexico. According to the Air Force, a weather balloon crashed in the desert. But almost immediately, rumors surfaced of disc-shaped objects, little men, deep gouges in the ground, and a trail of scattered debris. There in the thin desert air, as confused reports were confirmed and then abruptly denied, the study UFO or ufology was born. Whatever really happened at Roswell in 1947, the incident and the uncertainty surround it still serve as a backdrop to our perception of the 1940s American culture. The same year, the House UN American Activities Committee convened to blacklist suspected communists the CIA was informed and the Cold War began to begin in earnest. That's a lot of words. It's a so, lot. So, yeah. So, when, when you're thinking about it. Um, so, Roswald happened, but then so did. Yeah, when you're thinking about those things, right, you got to kind of go, where did it start? 1942? Uh, 47. 47. So, you go back. Remember now it's it's still all undercover. Like we still aren't seeing things, and they act they leaked some things right. like what last year to, or yeah. whatever. No, no, was a was it twenty 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 one? It was a leak that happened. Oh, it wasn't like the government straight up came it. out. It was a leak. Okay, right. So you're starting to find some things like this that 
All right. Now we start getting into some stuff. Right. right. So. So it's been going on for a while, obviously. So, yeah. Well, um, six, 70 years almost. Right. It's 23. That was what, you, what year is it? 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a result. Six, six years. Government secrecy, conspiracy theories, and ufology also were conceived. And more than 50 years later, all three continue to thrive. So it's been a while. Yep. And probably even longer since when this article was written. It's probably closer to 60 Again, years. yeah. Like the government, they've been doing this stuff for even before. They're not going to tell you. No. Like it's the stealth program, right? You didn't know about the stealth program. We didn't mm-hmm. know about that. Forever. 20 years after yeah. it was already done, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we this, need our tinfoil hats on. Right. Sorry. Today, there's even musicals based on the Roswell incident, imaginally titled Roswell the Musical. A musical comedy drama in two acts. It's expected to open for a fifth season this year at Roswell Amphitheater. On TV, there's a WB cult favorite, Roswell, which I did watch. You did? Uh Uh-huh. Full of teenage angst set to modern rock soundtrack. So I do. I very much like that show. And they've redone it. There's another one that you can follow. I think it's on Netflix or something. So they, the, the CW redid it again. Uh, as for Jerry Black, his interest in UFOs began not too long after Roswell in the mid-1950s while still attending Hughes High School in Clifton. Okay. I was actually researching and investigating UFOs when I was 16 years old, Black recalls. I, tr- I was tremendously interested in UFOs. Fellow students and teachers alike knew Black was the school's resident expert. I wasn't interested in the Buck Rogers stuff or whatever, he says. It really leaves me at an odd to explain my interest in the subject. Yeah. To properly investigate cases, Black had assembled what he calls a little empire. Its inhabitants included uh, photographic experts, soil analysts, psychologists, other UFO investigators, and staff in the air traffic control towers of both Lucan and Cincinnati, northern Kentucky airports who can verify sightings. This is when he was a kid. Yeah. He was 16? He was 16. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Black says that besides collecting thousands of eyewitness accounts, he has thoroughly investigated as many as 15 to 20 UFO sightings or alien abduction claims. In 1988, he had his own sighting of a strange luminous object while driving along a dark highway with his wife. Recalling an earlier investigation, Black says one of his school teachers claimed she was seeing UFOs regularly, always from the same window of her house. On visiting the teacher, Black was surprised by what he found. Yeah. I saw what I perceived to be the moon, a full moon, he says. Disappointed Black said he told the teacher that the bright object above the treetop was just the moon. She gets real close, he says, and she whispers in my ear, how do you know it's the moon? <laughs> you know. It, it comes, it's a, every 30 days it's there. It's weird. It's like, why <laughs> every 30 days the moon's there, right? Can't get rid of it. I, I mean, it's, or that object, and it's cheese, it's space right. cheese. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. During the late 1980s, Black researched a multi-publicized spate of UFO sightings in Gulf Breeze, a sun-drenched coastal town of Florida's panhandle near Pensacola. Beginning in November 1987, Gulf Breeze resident Ed Walters captured images that clearly showed a bright-lit disc suspended in the night sky. Over the next few years, Walters took several other photographs and also claimed he was being abducted by aliens on a regular basis. Black says, golf breeze cost me two to $4,000 and I didn't even leave my house. I spent four and a half years and almost lost my wife over it. Seriously, because I spent so much time and such much, so much money, I, be, I became obsessed, obsessed with the golf breeze sightings. I'm very tongue tied today. It's all right. So real quick, was he just. Hold on. Okay. Just 
Give me, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> Black I'm says on. Walters photographic homemade UFO models and then double exposed the film to make it appear as if the UFO was flying over the trees near his house. Uh, I was like, he's going to the bar and he's just blocking out. Right? No, he's a, he, he, <laughs> he was a little, he was making conniver. These. He said, we found one of the models in his home after he moved. Black says he took a picture of himself of this model with light underneath it and then left it in the camera, went outside Took a picture of the night sky, and there it was, a UFO. So he was fabricating it. Double explosion. Yeah. yeah. The Gulf Spring sightings and those of black school teachers represent the 92% of cases that can be explained with careful investigation, whether by untangling well-wrought hoaxes or trying to make sense of confused eyewitness accounts. Most of black's other cases have been resolved, too. But in 1976, after 20 years of researching UFOs, Black finally worked on a case that couldn't be solved, a case that still baffles him today. And this case is what made me find this article because okay. I was very interested the, and I kind of started. This particular one yes. that he, he couldn't, oh, let's get yep. into it. He couldn't debunk necessarily. Right. So in 1976, after 20 years of researching, oh, sorry, I already read the part. On January 6th, 1976, at about 11.15 p.m., driver Louise Smith and passenger Mona Stafford and Elaine Thomas were traveling along U.S. Route 27 in Stanford, Kentucky, about an hour south of Lexington, when they claimed they were abducted by aliens. And we do have a picture of the three women. Cool. Um, the women in Kentucky were driving down the highway in 1976, coming back from leaving the Redwood restaurant, Black says quietly. They were leaving the restaurant in a very happy mood because they had just celebrated as Mona's birthday. All of a sudden, they saw this object in the sky, which they perceived to be an airplane on fire. The object appeared to be red in color and coming, dropping down from the sky. The, the assumption was, as the airplane was on fire, they were bracing themselves to see if it was going to crash somewhere near them. Yeah. All of a sudden, the object stopped on a dime. That's one of the characteristics of UFOs that we don't have. When the disc-shaped UFO clearly visible through the side window of Smith's 1967 Chevy Nova, the car began to accelerate, Black says. Although Smith took her foot off the gas pedal, the car continued to go faster, reaching speeds of 85 miles per hour. As Smith struggled to control the car, the women never lost sight of the brightly lit UFO, keeping pace with them over the treetops. It hung right above the trees, less than, you know, 100 feet in the air, the women said. They were terrified. It went behind the car, revolving lights going around. These were yellow lights. Took the car and pulled it backwards. So it's, even though it's going 80 miles an hour, it's still pulling it back. Well, yeah. It, it, I mean, they're hauling ass yes, on the road, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And we do have a picture of their... their There's a depiction. Yeah, depiction, a picture of the depiction yeah. Yeah, of, of the... Um, Event, right? As it would be. According so. to Black, the women later recall that when the car was pulled backwards, we could feel the bumps in the roads, um, and they they named some locations. It says like at Fisher's or whatever. Um, they saw a blue light come into the car. Says Black, and Luis, the driver, said, "Oh, it's the highway patrol." But as it turned out, it wasn't the highway patrol. The blue light was a UFO. So the lights were changing colors. Unless on the them. highway patrol has a tractor beam, right? Or something, you know, Star. We were talking Star Trek before the show. You know, what I mean, like something like that yep. that can pull them back in. I don't think that's the case, right? Right. So oh, they shit. thought it was a. They thought they. I think they were hoping it was yeah. highway, highway patrol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next thing they remember, they were back on the highway riding in the car. They were quite hot, like they had just been subject to extreme heat or put under a sun lamp or whatever. They ba they got back home. They realized they had lost an hour and 25 minutes worth of time. Interesting. 
The women, burned and shaken, immediately went to a neighbor's house, says Black, and the neighbor told them to draw what they had seen and write down what they could remember about the incident. We came into the case several months later, he recalls. We contacted the women. They were, of course, reluctant at first to talk to us, and we finally convinced them with my wife coming down. Black says his wife <clears throat> believes she was abducted by aliens in 1973, and by relating her own abduction experience to the women, she gained their trust. During the investigation, Black subjected all three women to lie detector tests or polygraphs, and they all passed. Under hypnosis, all three, women, all three women claimed that they were taken aboard this object and given a physical examination. Elaine was put in a glass tube or Ooh. cubicle. It was pretty dark, but she could see figures of small beings walking around the glass outside. In another article I read, it said every time she tried to talk, they had like something around her neck that would tighten so that she wouldn't be able to... Like if vocal cords yeah, didn't work. exactly. So, Ooh, so they had creepy. that. Um, she had a skin scraping taking off her chest. This is really weird. Mona had her eyes actually removed from her sockets. What? She claimed laid on her cheek and then replaced again before sending Ooh, her home. Come on. The women claimed that their arms and legs were twisted in very painful manners, he said. But when they were asked if they felt like they had been tortured, they all said no. So weird, that's right? the psychosomatic piece of it, like, right? Yeah. There, yeah, that's, oh, man. Yeah. So we've got eight hours of tapes of hypnosis of these women, and believe me, they're not pleasant to hear, Black says. Most of it, they're crying. To this day, I have no reason to believe these women were perpetrating a hoax. According to, the Hall, according to Hall's The UFO Evidence, which includes a report of the it incident, all three women suffered eye inflammation, excessive thirst, abrupt weight loss, and skin burns that took weeks to heal. Following the women's experiences, Louise Smith watched an alarm clock and her car malfunction in 1978, and two years, two years after the incident, Elaine Thomas died of unknown causes. Yeah, because they implanted something, something in her eyeball right? or something like that, right? Although he investigated the case over 20 years ago, Black still keeps in touch with the two surviving women. As each year passes, he says he believes less and less that UFOs could be extraterrestrials in origin if it weren't for the Stanford, Kentucky abductions. So that's what makes him a believer is the investigation he did for yeah, that particular. Because he's debunked everything. Yeah. yeah. He says otherwise he probably would have stopped believing altogether. So it's kind of crazy, right? Uh, the abduction claims of Louise Smith, Mona Stafford, and Elaine Thomas are unusual, says Black, but not unique. Still, there's still thousands of people on this planet, sincere people like yourself, like me, like anyone walking out on the street today who sincerely believe they were abducted, he says, frankly. Thousands of women sitting in their homes, housewives looking out the window, see these strange objects in the daytime approach the house. All of a sudden, the next thing they remember, the food on the stove is burning or the kids are home from school and they can't account, they can't account for lost time. That seems to be the one thing that's like underlying in all of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When investigating a case, Black likes to polygraph his subjects to determine that they're being truthful. So polygraphs, they're the kind of like inadmissible yeah. in court kind yeah. of situation, but it's are really they hard to right? fake though. I don't For know. the normal Joe, I think it was pretty hard to subject fake. to interpretation. I think right. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I've never taken one, so I don't know. I don't know. I would imagine I'd be very nervous taking one. But uh, I believe in the use of polygraphs test is a national known case, he says. That doesn't mean that, that if you come to me and say, Jerry, I'd like to meet you at Frisks. I want to tell you about the some lost time I had back 10 years ago. No, I'm not going to polygraph you. So, <laughs> yeah, 
Um, and scientists probably wouldn't polygraph you either, whether your story was a national one or not. Recent, recent research has provided them with several other credible explanation for UFO sightings and abductions, most of which involve some kind of psychological disorder or neurological problems. Right. According to a 1993 paper published in the Journal of Abnormal Psychology, either UFO reports are psychologically or physiologically disturbed or fantasy-prone individuals who confuse their vivid imagination with external happenings. Yeah, it's from 1993. Yeah. Mike, I think we've come a long way. I think we have too. Like I said, this article is a little bit older, but I still thought, like, just the whole article itself. The fact that the, some of the stuff I'm about to talk to now is kind of the interesting. Abnormal psychology review or something like that. I'm like, is that a thing? I think it used to be. I wonder if it's still around. I don't know. We'll have to do a little homework. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <clears throat> Researchers also found that 81% of alleged abduction occur at night, and according to the victims, almost 60% are linked with sleep, occurring as they fall asleep while they dream or when they're waking up. In light of these results, scientists think many accounts of alien abductions are just descriptions of sleep paralysis or episodes of total body paralysis that occurs just prior to sleep or upon awakening. Yep. Then again, some studies claim that alien abduction experiences are really, this is weird, fetal memories stored at the moment of birth. Other findings suggest that the temporal lobes of the brain might be responsible. Located on either side of the brain, where its surface crowds into ridges and deep grooves, the temporal lobes organize sensory information as it first enters the brain. I don't think I've ever heard that. I haven't. I had never heard piece. that either. Yeah, um, that's acting, interesting. Yeah, it's kind. I mean, it's, it's a like new where way you're to think coming of it. into existence yeah. out of the womb, kind of. That's yeah. an interesting one, right? I mean, I don't know that many people like you don't. That, no, like I don't remember anything that. like from being like a. I mean, a baby being born. Like yeah, that. me neither. Acting as a gate to all kinds of incomforting information, especially sound and smell, the temporal lobes tell us a lot about our surroundings. When they stop working properly, patients suffer visions, hallucinations, and altered behavior, and often intense religious experiences. Armed with these findings... Like seeing Jesus on toast or something maybe, like that? something yeah. like that. Uh, armed with these findings, researchers believe temporal lobe damage probably account for a lot of UFO sightings and alien abduction claims. In other words, after ruling out psychological problems, neurosis, sleep paralysis, fetal memories, mistaken natural phenomenon, and hoaxes, scientists think faulty temporal lobes could explain almost all remaining UFO phenomena. No. Including the people who alleged that the, they're carrying alien probes and the women who claims aliens have impregnated them. There are many women out there who claim to be impregnated by aliens, Black confirms. I'm sure you've heard these stories, and we have. Mm -hmm. But one story has been, uh, has, but one, but not one story has ever been authenticated. Period. Not one story. There's always a hitch. I think we've seen one. We saw one recently where on they, TV. she did have medical and records. Then, yeah. But at this time, I think this article was early 2000s. They didn't have that. Okay. A woman claimed she was carrying an alien fetus, Black says. It's important to check her medical records to make sure she is pregnant, recently suffered a miscarriage, or had an abortion. Someone won't even let you do that, he says. So if they're not even going to let me verify that they were even pregnant, I'm out of there. Makes sense. I mean, you got, yeah, makes sense. Black says he does know of a woman who believes she's an alien hybrid. She likes to be called Sandy. That's cool. He says she claims to be half alien and half human. And there are other people that claim that throughout the century. She claims that she was involved in that crash at Roswell and she doesn't want to be here. She wants to go back with her people, but they won't let her come back. She has a mission to do. When she's got the eyes that blink like horizontally. 
like under like that's so funny that's exactly what happened they blink in Blend this and way and then they blink this way the right? very first guy yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah he was that was what he did <laughs> Uh, but remember that, according to scientists, Sandy is phys- physiologically or psychologically disturbed, a fantasy-prone individual, or is suffering fairly extensive temporal lobe damage. Regardless, it doesn't look good for her. So, I, and He's I imagine, discrediting it. Yeah, yeah I like, imagine yeah. there's probably tests that could be like, nope, you're 100% human. Yeah, your DNA, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah. But the psycho- psychological and neurological, those words are really hard to say after a while, uh, <laughs> explanations for UFO phenomenon don't explain every single case for one they do nothing to address the uf sightings that involve whole crowds because there's been times where groups yeah, of people have yep, seen yep, them yep. Uh, michael pierzner thinks he has the answer to this a professor of psychology and neuroscience at laurentine university in canada yeah. um, believes ufos or luminous anomalies as he calls them are generated by movement or stress in the earth tectonic plates stop it no it's kind of i mean it's kind of Kind of cool, but um, I'm like Persinger has been studying the link between earthquakes and UFOs since okay. the late 1960s, and says there's often an increase in the number of UFO sightings in the six-month period leading up to an earthquake. Okay. Uh, I didn't even begin looking at UFO at UFO phenomena. He says I'm primarily interested in luminous displays as predict predictors of earthquakes, which are very difficult to predict. Right. Appearing as strange lights. Luminous displays can move around, change color, rotate, and even change shape, he says, but they're not UFOs. Instead, they're little pockets of electromagic, uh, electromagnetic <laughs> energy produced when the energy that has been built in the Earth's crust is released through a natural fault line. So l- luminous displays. Yes. So there, we're, this is, you know, the 10th or 11th of February, there was the earthquakes that happened just to where in Syria and Turkey. Mm-hmm. And there's a video before all the earthquakes happened that like their birds were all going crazy. Right. So there is definitely so, something like, that physically happens into, to the atmosphere. Yeah. They can tune into that sort of thing, but I had never heard of luminous displays before. That's a new one. That is a new one. Well. And it's kind of a cool theory. Yeah. If you will, I don't know that I necessarily agree that that's like what's it's, making people. It's mess. I was almost going to say something bad, but it's almost messing with the electromagnetic magnetic environment yes. or something yeah. like that, right? It'd be interesting to go back and see, like, in the earthquakes that have occurred over the last was there twenty years, was there a high EMP sighting, or something you know, like UFO that? UFO yeah. sightings that were occurring or, yeah, yeah, yeah. the six month prior to, it, like he suggests. That's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, let's see. The, the, their color reflects their temperature, he says. If they rotate, different areas will have different temperatures and different colors, which to the naive eye may be perceived as a craft or whatever. So he's still saying. Perhaps, that. yeah. A paper published in the journal Perceptual and Motor Skills, Persinger writes that the short pulse of energy that causes strange moving lights in the sky might also be powerful enough to affect, to affect the temporal lobes of the brain triggering an imaginary abduction experience. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you'd get temporal lobe damage from just your this energy. Just, I mean, if it's a big enough pulse or something, I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. Maybe. The, the government has directed energy weapons, right? Yeah. Like ma- microwave. I mean, who knows, right? right? There's weird things that we just don't know about. Right. Right. And it, it could be, I mean, we don't even know where, how deep, like we've never been to the bottom of the ocean. Right. Certain things like that. Right. Like there's certain things that happen. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, the movement of these phenomenons follow local fault lines or other strain release mechanisms, he says. That's why you often find them along riverbeds. And of course, very often riverbeds become paths, paths become trails and trails become the highway. Um, he says, very often you find these luminous displays moving along with cars and the way they interact with cars simply reflects the, I don't even know how to say this word, derelict, derelict and conductive yep. characteristics of a car as it travels. Okay. Lights like these are often seen in California where there are lots of fault lines and also were reported in an Indian reservation before the 1980s eruption of Mount St. Helen in Washington State. Beginning in November 1981 and continuing for several years, residents of uh, Halsdalen, Norway, reported sightings hundred or reported sightings hundreds of luminous displays, which were also accompanied by an audible underground rumbling. Most recently, after the Turkish earthquake in August of 99, which just happened again, yep. um, they claim more than 7,000 lives. So we know that the, the earthquakes that happened in Turkey have mm -hmm. been devastating. Um, says afterwards our lab was inundated with requests from scientists in turkey he says pointing out that for two weeks before the big event fishermen reporting their nets being burned and bizarre lights in the sky and strange vibrations of all kinds of things going on that's an yeah so that's where he's correlating that they're they go together connection piece yeah, yeah. uh Persinger hopes one day his research will be used to predict earthquakes, allowing those in danger to evacuate the affected areas ahead of time. That would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Meanwhile, as a night cools the dusty fields and the yellow rose of corn back to Jerry Black, will continue to search the sky over Blanchester for anything unusual. He says it's a good place for a UFO investigator to live away from the city lights and the highway where the sky is clear. He'll continue to report, he'll continue to collect reports of UFO sightings to adding to the thousands he already managed to accumulate over the last four decades. It is possible that some of those were just luminous anomalies caused by slow cooling of the earth, and maybe others were imagined by psychologically disturbed or fantasy prone individuals, um, or products of faulty temporal lobes misfiring <laughs> as they relay information around the brain. Right. Then again, maybe some of them weren't. Exactly. So it, there's a lot of great theories to think about in this article. A, yeah, that article has all sorts of different ways. Things that I've never even heard like of before. Like to debunk things or to think of outside of it. My perspective is we're just a grain of sand in this giant no, seriously. universe. And I did read an article when right? I was kind of gearing up for this that said, you know, the people um, Why are we have a so hard time. Special? believing in the ufos because they think we're all alone but how could we possibly be all around alone and such we don't a even know large how far the universe goes exactly, right in such a large see it you know expansive space right that we aren't familiar with most of it right you know we're familiar with a very small pocket of it um it's crazy so, right yeah there could be it is men in black you, everybody's seen the intro where it's like bigger 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 yep. bigger and it's like and maybe we're just in this little crystal ball yep. around a cat's neck yeah Maybe. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. But I really like that article. That was a great Plus, article. It was a, yeah. great, it was a great story. I really liked that so story. So, yeah, it kind of goes back to the guys just collecting things. Like, he's just collecting stories. He's trying to he's trying to debunk yeah. or prove right. the existence of Absolutely. UFOs and alien abductions. Absolutely. So you're taking so, massive notes. <clears throat> excuse me. So, one of the things I was thinking of is I wonder if the tapes that you talked about early. <clears throat> excuse me. Earlier in the thing, the eight hours that they have yeah. with those women. I wonder if those are available somewhere. I don't know that I'd want to listen to them though. Just out because we've like heard YouTube we watched um, the one where the guy is 
wrote about his and it became a really yeah. Uh, Benny Hill? No. Or that, that no, one? I don't know. I don't can't remember his name, but he um, wrote the book <laughs> and it's got the cover is of the alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saw. Mm-hmm. Um, we started listening. They started playing the videos, hypnosis videos or tape recordings. Um, screaming. Screaming. And like he couldn't, he finally asked them to stop that he couldn't do it. And I was like, oh, thank Lord, because I don't think I could have been able to listen to like right. minutes of that, you know, because he was truly terrified Petrified. you know yeah, in those those videos so i imagine that's probably the same thing absolutely the other thing you, you kind of keyed on was the lost time piece yeah that's a big piece right yeah. so again i can you could almost equate it if you're having like night terrors or something right. or what is it called when you become sleep uh, paralysis, sleep paralysis right. right and you go through that or something like that right but in the next episode that we do, I'm going to tell a quick little story about my mom mm-hmm. up in the Adirondack Mountains of New York. And then I'm going to get into another alien story. My mom was, I don't think my mom was abducted. Maybe she was. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it runs in the family. You can go back and check out one of the episodes where my aunts were. Yeah. Um, they found it. An alien. They found it. They saw a UFO. They saw a UFO in Hampton, New Hampshire. Yeah. So weirder things have happened in smaller towns. You want to know towns. the crazy thing? That New England area? It's A packed. lot of UFO sightings and abductions, which is right. crazy. So great story, honey. That was awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure you go out, like, subscribe to the Castro Files. Again, check us out on The Bar is Open with Beth and Greg. That's where we post the audio to this. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye.